0: Hello, I'm Nanajwa. Hi, I'm Abnam.
1: And we're two hearts in a pod. Mm. Mm. Okay, (laughs) Abnam. What are we doing today?
0: Good day, ladies, (laughs) gentlemen, romance lovers. Coming to you live from... (laughs) From Accra, Ghana are the two hearts in a pod and today in our segment on bookish news topic for discussion kkk romance yes you heard me right there is such a thing as kkk romance now for the headlines is that how they do it Uh, (laughs) please news anchorism Uh oh anyway so before I start, I just want to say honestly, being on social media after midnight is filled with horrors.
1: Things <laughs> look after dark.
0: The night is, the night is dark <laughs> and full of dark and full of horrors. Actually, <laughs> never again will I go on TikTok after midnight. Now. First off, actually, I actually was going to investigate something that Black Romance Connoisseur posted about on her Instagram, and um, she was how do you call it? I think, I mean, okay. Let me let me pull up what she wrote on her IG, and then it will give some context. But that was the reason I went to TikTok, and then the first video I saw. I think was sometimes Robin. Hey, sometimes Robin reads. Um, and she didn't mention this author specifically, but she sort of. um, did. You said
1: alluded the yes yes yes
0: yes because I think she didn't want to give him more. Um. Mm Attention attention than necessary. And so, um I went to click on one of the book talkers she had tagged, who I think had done an actual full video addressing the issue. And it turns out that this author <laughs> who describes herself as a Yorkshire pudding loving English, English Rose. Rose had written a dark romance in 2019, which featured the heir to a KKK. And if you don't know what KKK stands for, that's the Ku Klux Klan. The top white supremacist um, cult, I'll say it's a cult Mm -hmm. in the US that has been behind a lot of uh, the racism in America you know, they believe in white supremacy. It still exists to this day. And I feel that's what makes it even worse. Um, That this author wrote about uh, the male main character being an heir to this KKK in Texas. And apparently it's a Romeo and Juliet type thing where he falls for... <laughs> the daughter of a mexican drug lord hang on he's an heir i mean he's not in the kkk himself he's in it obviously you have to be to be in it to be groomed for it to become the Ah. Uh uh-huh you know it's like the mafia like even if you are the son of the the head of the mafia you have to be within it to know how things work so that you can take up the mantle when the your your father or whoever you're inheriting passes away. And so he's the son of the head, whatever they call that. And apparently, you know, but but I'm surprised he didn't go full on and make the character a black, a black female main character. Not a bit too much. But you see in the group, someone mentioned reading a romance with a similar dynamic but with the female main character being black and you know um i think what makes a lot of people shocked is the fact that she didn't write just one book she didn't write just two. she wrote three entire books with this trope like, who knew well, KKK The, the characters
1: tropes. came in book one and she had to continue their stories. No,
0: no, no, no. They were separate characters. Oh. Each so like book a... has separate characters.
1: Even you know, though they I mean. are you not know, Like, maybe some of them came out, like, they passed the, the KKK. All of them are passed the uh-huh. KKK. Ah, Okay, okay, okay. So, she needs to develop their stories. It's not her fault. Their stories that are so juicy. <laughs>
0: hmm. Look. But, you know, these things don't surprise me anymore. I think people don't realize how... What's the word? Is this the word I'm looking for? Insidious? How insidious mm-hmm. racism is. And I keep saying that... Um, No, not even insidious. Insidious means a subtle... It's sinister? How deeply embedded racism is in the dna of you know a lot of white people i feel like those who end up becoming allies or anti-racists have actually done the work to undo that mindset because mindset. you know i keep saying there has been science that proves that the trauma that the ancestors, um, enslaved Africans experienced, has literally been passed on through DNA to their descendants, mm-hmm. and that is why you see certain patterns, you know, mm-hmm. carrying on generations after, unless they actually do the work to undo that. Uh huh. In the same way, you know white people whose ancestors benefited from or were perpetrators of racism have passed, like, you get the benefits and the, you know, the negatives. So that's why even some liberal whites can catch themselves doing something that is racist and they are shocked. (laughs) It's so deeply. Is so deeply embedded that unless you actively do the work and you are always conscious, it will come out. And I feel like this is what what, what happened. She, like, how do you write thousands of words? Like, I'm thinking you spend days on your laptop typing, 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 typing. You edited it, you had beta readers for it. And the fact that you know people are defending the book, and actually, the I think one person who DM'd her and called her out for it, she blocked the person. She probably oh. didn't think it would it would come out like this. And then you know it set the ball rolling. And then last night I saw that she had posted that she that. was going off. She was going off social media for a while. Yeah, she said I deeply apologize to those I have hurt. I have taken the, I'm not given the title down from sale. I am always learning as an author, and I have taken this to heart and will be mindful of all my stories going forward. I endeavor to always try and do better. For now, I am taking some time away from social media. Thank you to all who have supported me and shown me love. I appreciate you more than you know. Okay, so this is somebody who has acknowledged that yes, yes, she, she probably unconsciously hurt people by writing such a story and benefit you know like, isn't like it, unconscious. three books just <laughs> it's not giving it unconscious <laughs> look and a lot of the time unless people are called out for these things they don't yeah. care unless they realize that it can hurt their brand they don't care there are some who are tenacious to the point where you know um they they don't care. They won't do anything. They'll continue blocking people because they are still making their money. So I feel like people who take a step back are those who are willing to learn and change. Yeah. Uh-huh. So someone actually posted that we shouldn't cancel, here. You know, there are some people that, yes, you are right to cancel because in spite of continuous... um Calling out. Calling out. They still do what they are doing. Those people, there's no hope for them. <laughs> so they can't. But
1: give people uh-huh. a chance to
0: reform. Exactly, exactly. You can't say. And I mean, it's it, it it's you know, you have to give people second chances. Like yeah. and even as Jesus said, "What forgive seventy seven times seven times." If you yeah. can keep track of that number, good for you. continue if you can have an
1: exorcist where you're keeping all these these numbers. <laughs> When you get to the end, you can stop forgiving. Jesus will understand.
0: Yeah, but then um, so yeah, so she posted that that was yesterday, and so she's been quiet. Oh, there was something else I was going to add to that. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the news, and um, you know, it also begs the question. I feel like it's also how you write it. Mm-hmm. Like if you write it in a way that this is somebody who maybe was reformed or while they were in it, they were not entirely comfortable and they ran away or something. Mm-hmm. Because you can't say that we can't keep um. quite washing bad things.
1: Yeah, and I guess the sense that I haven't read the book and I don't intend to, but I get the sense that she was writing it as if the KKK was any other mafia or any other, uh-huh. you know, family group that yes. does dark things. Yes. It's not quite the same as you know, a group that sells drugs or, you know, does a little bit of, you know, <laughs> human trafficking on the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and These things are glamorized, and we admit that it's a dark romance and each of the and characters. It's problematic. <laughs> are problematic and are often moving away or at least trying to move away from those things. But being a yes. KKK is not the same as having a, a, a criminal ring. Yes,
0: because this one is based on like, is based on racism. Yes, Which is targeting a particular and a white group man. of people. Honestly, oh, think uh-huh. about it. And you know, uh-huh, what I was going to say was that the fact that you are benefiting off of what is traumatic to others. Black people, exactly. You know, like, hey, so slavery wasn't enough. And you are British too. It's your ancestors who, who your colonized ancestors the entire, entire world. And they colonized the entire world. And then you want to make pounds off of it. already made pounds,
1: already mm. made pounds yeah. off the backs of black. Black Africans. And then she thinks, why don't I continue this legacy? Exactly. Exactly. It's very, very weird. It's and very I, weird. I don't know if her interest in it just is also very weird for me. Somebody mm-hmm. made um an example about how they feel if a, a Ghanaian wrote about a, um, a, a Japanese um Nagasaki bo- flight pilot's bomber or something that's reformed that falls in love with an English. It, we ha- have no proximity to it. We, we exactly. shouldn't be so interested in glamorizing and romanticizing a very real pain that people went through. Exactly. the Japanese writer write that and bring their own sensitivity to it.
0: Exactly, and like that is one of the key things. Um, one of the book talkers highlighted that you are so like you do not have the right to tell the story. But that's the thing. White people have been doing this for ages, to the point where they think it's fine and normal. Yeah. That they can tell other people's stories and benefit from it. Because you're writing this, it's not like you're going to send the money to um families of those who were hurt by KKK. You're not going to do that. And anyway, who would want this blood money? (laughs) And another thing too is, you know, a lot of the dark romance, mafia, blah, blah, blah. They don't use existing. Like, I honestly don't think they use actual organizations that are doing that. They are always fictional. So she could easily have created a fictional gang. Not the KKK and people would have gobbled it up like, oh just another yeah, dark because
1: one. there are times when the the characters are racist and have a problem with the black person in the book mm-hmm. because that, that's true to real life. Nobody's going mm-hmm. to be angry at the character mm-hmm. if they are racist because yeah. they are racist people in the world. it is what it is yes and at yes. least go through the arc and they they learn and they become a different person mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. as they fall in love. Mm-hmm. but the KKK is just how, how do you romanticize that mm.
0: they're
1: dragging people onto the streets and killing them and tying little children in barbed wire and drowning them Like it's just difficult yes. for you yes. to there's yes. no way that, that the younger man standing behind the older men doing this can somehow I, I can imagine him walking away and falling in love with somebody of color and somehow it's exactly. romantic and it's just
0: me. yeah yeah it's too real i think yeah 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 anyway on to the next item on our news we are <laughs> going to discuss <laughs> new releases we are excited for i know you have um, i know you have some to so tell us
1: i have a couple i probably need to look at my list but there is one coming out today by um well by the time we released this it have already come out. Hmm. Um Devon Daniels, the Rom Con. Yes,
0: you told me. You told me. Yes. You told me. It's
1: it's um House with a Guy in Ten Days Meets Some Other Thing. And growing up I loved House with a Guy in Ten Days. I I watched it. I had the DVD was on I used to watch it. I love it so much. The first in my head, Carly Simons, You're So vain. It was Kate Hudson and Matt McConaughey singing into to each other. I've loved it forever. So I know that I like this book. <laughs> ah, I'm already yeah. so keen.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I, I bought the DVD. I think it should be my drawer somewhere. Chris, oh, but...
1: that's so cool. I love After the Guy in 10 Days. So good. You're so yeah. vain, Ben Barry. <laughs> mm. Hey, and good times. her voice was so horrible she wasn't here to serenade, she was just insulting him So, she did not
0: care what you think of her voice. Oh, but I, I really enjoyed Kate Hudson movie. So, like, she had this season yeah. where she was doing a lot of rom coms mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I
1: don't understand. I used
0: to confuse her
1: and Reese with the spoon. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Reese is another one that I, I really enjoyed. Do you remember this film, Sweet Home Alabama?
1: Yes, Reese is a regular old southern girl. Yes,
0: yes. Sweet home, Alabama. Hey, do I like that film? Ah, look, that was a guy. I had a question on him.
1: <laughs> and of course, um, Legally Blonde.
0: Of course, of course, mm-hmm. those without I mean, just yesterday we were saying you have to come up with a list of must watch christmas movies eh?
1: oh are okay. there so many but well, you have to Get decide whether you it. want the hallmark ones but you want the proper you <laughs> know you have to decide
0: oh no just mix them and then as as we lead up to christmas maybe we'll be putting suggestions yeah like, we'll be I suggesting love to much. people yeah um okay for me mm-hmm, I don't know if this fits in books of the week or just um. it's not a new, new release. release. Okay. So M. Monique has just released um a new book. I haven't read it yet. Um, I think it's called the it widow scars. Let me check quickly. Um, yeah. So it's a series, the Love Scars series. Mm-hmm. And hers is titled The Widow's Scars. And I just- Oh, she's writing like, it with other writers? Yes. You know, she and AJ Davidson, like they do mm-hmm. write together. And I think, I don't know if um the publishing company is owned only by AJ, but she publishes M. Monique's books as well as her own and then some other Black authors. And so, um, this one. Okay, so here's the synopsis: Sadiq and Samara's. Notice somebody's review. Oh. Sadiq and Samara's journey to find love and forgiveness was so damn good. Um, I think. Ah, so I think the female main character is a widow. So and it's a short book. I think it's about a hundred pages or so okay um ah she says a fast-paced make- novella and his book eight in aj presents love Scars series okay so childhood trauma has shaped sadiq montclair's mind into one staunchly against women he uses them for what he needs and vows to keep it that way even after marriage he's dealt another blow feather feeding the monster inside of him. Openly carrying wounds was Sadiq's way of keeping any woman at a distance. Samara, wise, knows first on what dealing with a heavily wounded man is like, and she wants no parts of it. Already in a stale relationship and dealing with her own familial problems, she does her best to avoid the likes of Sadiq. Attaching herself to a man like Sadiq was asking for nothing but trouble. Trouble was the last thing she needed. After a night of partying, things turned dangerous, not by way of violence, but by way of passion. These two are destined to find out how to confront their deep rooted issues, whether they want to or not. And already the reviews, like people, you know, M. Monique writes some really amazing black male you know, characters. Mm hmm. Anyway, so, so you're, you're going to be reading that soon, I guess. Of course. But so what I was going to talk about was the fact that I am I have been in a search for Christmas black romances. Mm-hmm. And so I want on book talk. And then so I already knew Monique has um some two Christmas um books. A Goon for Christmas and The Illest. And I've read both of them. you <laughs> no free to I've laugh. <laughs>
1: Libro, I've been to break.
0: Ah. Ah. So, and then I went to find that, like the way AJ Presents has this, um, the Love Scar series, there's mm-hmm. a 12 book series called Tis the Season. Oh, and Emily has one of those books. It is the season for passion. Quickly, did I start it yesterday? Like it has crossed all the other books I was reading. Oh, yeah, I love
1: books.
0: So that's what I'm reading now. So that's what I'm reading. And this one, it features a girl who hmm, ended up with the wrong guy. Who got her landed in jail. And oh my goodness. She, and she was a twin, an identical twin. They were both, you know, heading, they had finished nursing school, were heading into practice, and she started dating this guy who, who ended up ended up being a drug dealer and he got her in a mess. And she got jailed. And as soon as she was jailed, he moved on to another woman. Can you imagine? And actually. And so she's out now and she's trying to keep her head down. And then her sister insists that they must go to the club. She needs to get out. And there she meets. So the guy is called Avi. And it's
1: not
0: the same one that we're in prison. Is it? No, 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 no. no. That idiot is long gone. But this is Avi. And he, i have
1: not it for me. If it's Christmas, I'm, I'm, I might read it. So, just so you know,
0: no, 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 don't worry yourself. Don't worry, I'll read it actually, for you.
1: <laughs> it's a Christmas book, I Unlike all like you, I don't discriminate. So, I'll read Ammoni to wow. shame you.
0: Actually. Wow, wow, <laughs> people, specifically see shame her you. Motive. You see, her motive? <laughs> <laughs> I've read one
1: Ammoni before,
0: yeah. Oh, honestly. Like, I agree. You do better than me. You really do. Not i and
1: insist- better than you.
0: No, but <laughs> I insist that you trapped me with that book. I ah, was it, Sarah. Was it Sarah Adams? No. Was it which book? The one with Audrey Hepburn references. It is, and you know, I recently read another book. Like I said, I don't,
1: I don't know any Audrey Hep- Hepburn movies or anything, mm. but I think it's very much like the Taylor Swift
0: or yes. maybe the Gen
1: X writers. Yeah. Yeah, cause I yeah. keep seeing Audrey Hepburn um references. The, the, this time I was done with a book. I loved it so much. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was um an an, an Abba book book th- This same time next summer, loved it mm-hmm. so much. And I get to the end, and her author's note. She mentions her um her love for Audrey Hepburn and what inspired her. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is the the Taylor Swift of you, a, a woman of a certain age.
0: Yeah, so you know, I feel like I could have read these books and loved them in my t swift era which was when i was in uni like that would have been so perfect mm-hmm. Hey, i used to listen to taylor swift songs back to back to back to back i think i
1: mean like i enjoy them well enough they're fine yeah
0: i used to write the lyrics like on my facebook status mm-hmm. hey, in fact With that girl this gives me an idea Oh For a book Oh boy, here we go. This is
1: how Abna gets ideas for our books. Just <laughs> randomly like this. <laughs> and then he just pulls me along. I'm in innocent sort
0: I said you don't do the same. Hey, <laughs> today, today. is dragon Abna day. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so so I'm I'm going to be like posting about like black Christmas, black romances set during christmas and there was another book i found and this is by tony shiloh or shiloh i had tried one of her books earlier that one was more of a royal romance but Mm -hmm. um i think i wasn't in the right mood because it seemed really good but I, i i i i didn't finish it but this one is called deck the shelves
1: ah i started that one
0: it, it started one, yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I liked her her dedication was interesting, so I was like, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so let me see if I'll find the book. Tony Shell, right? Mm-hmm. Deck the hey. shelves. I went to search. Hey, so deck your shelves is actually a thing. Wow.
1: Oh, really? Hey. I thought they
0: anyway, play on deck, though. Eh, it is, but I think somebody... It's an events thing that
1: oh, I just saw I posted, like...
0: When, like when I shared there. And so, Toni Scheller is actually an award-winning Christian romance author.
1: Ah. I, I had the impression with her dedication.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. And she actually had... um a new christmas book that came out in september and that is you make it feel like christmas and i've seen a lot of um like bookst- bookstagrammers posting about it like both black and white so nice. um, so i think i need to check that out as well but anyway um deck the shelves it features the main the female main character is a bookshop owner mm-hmm. he's a bookshop owner And there's a guy who likes it, but it's like, she's oblivious. She's oblivious to how he feels. And I think it's Christmas and he feels like this is the time for him to give it a go. And so, you know, that's what that is about. I haven't started that one yet, but seems like it will be good. Mm. So these are
1: your your current reads. And anticipated reads,
0: right? Yeah. Um. Actually, so you know, because I've been um like curating books for book club next year. for end of the year next year, and then even for um for the bookstore, <laughs> I've I've started reading a number of books. Oh, I have. Mm-hmm. I found a book. When I saw it, I thought of you. But then, hmm, I'll I'll have to read it first because the trigger warnings, no, but I feel like you, you can handle it. What are
1: the trigger warnings?
0: Small trauma. Okay, hold on. I've just seen another Christmas book that just came out that I forgot to mention. And I I bought it and it's on my Kindle and it's by Beverly Jenkins.
1: Oh, okay. Amazing.
0: And this is a Christmas to remember. Nice. And she has this entire series, the Blessing series, and I think it's set in a small town. Um, I think if it started off with a woman who left the city life, and then the town needed saving, like I, yeah, so of she, course, it all needs to be. She she small town the, the town. town. <laughs> so she bought the town, and then you know became part of the town and i think you know each subsequent book follows different characters connected to her her family etc so yeah that's another christmas book that is on my shelf but okay now to the book that made me think of you it's called solar eclipse of the heart and it's by alana fraser it's
1: total eclipse of the heart (laughs)
0: And the cover is like it's you, crap. I don't know if you can. Hang see. on. No, I can't see.
1: Oh, I
0: mean. But describe it to me. Okay, let me. I'll let me share. I'll send you a screenshot. Um, but okay, so the trigger warnings. Hmm. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And the author is actually quite young. I think she's 20-something. And this is the dedication for those who became soft despite having a valid reason to burn the world down. Reach it. And the trigger or content warning. It depicts topics including Mm -hmm. but not limited to abuse, physical, mental, emotional, and sexual. There's graphic violence, language, and sexually explicit content. Mentions of death of parents, child abuse, and mental illnesses, such as depression, CPTSD. What's CPTSD? Hmm, I'll have to look that up. Panic attacks. And the book is not recommended for anyone under the age of 18.
1: Wow. That, that's so, a lot of warning.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I feel like they do that... Because they never know the who
1: people's, mm-hmm.
0: people's limits.
1: Yeah.
0: It might not be as bad as, let's say, a child called it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that book. Mm. No trigger warnings there. I can tell you for free.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the world has become people have become more sensitive. Yeah. Especially in post-COVID. And, you know, I understand post-COVID people have become very sensitive and so I think that's why trigger warnings in books have become a thing
1: mm.
0: so um anyway so that is that hmm. it's called the total eclipse or what eclipse solar eclipse of the heart solar eclipse of the heart by yeah. who by Alana Fraser Alana she's Alana a Fraser. black indie author. So what like she's black and it's independent. Black. Okay. okay. Mm. I shall look out for her. Mm. I've yeah.
1: been I've been reading Annabelle Monaghan I read, so ah, there was a I book? read...
0: what's book. What about that book that you finished in a day, say in a night oh?
1: yes, that's Anna Bon-Monahan.
0: Oh, okay. But the title was Sorry. Nora.
1: The first one, so before. When I finished reading um romantic comedy, I was looking for something like it, so actually mm. found another book called Funny Feelings, also about um uh, a, a comedy writer. But before I could start that, I saw um, same time next summer by Annabel Monahan on Instagram, and I liked the description, so I said I was going to try it. Mm. And then I started reading it and fell in love with her writing. So, mm. going forward, I decided that I'll be reading a lot of Annabel Monahan. Mm. The writing is so that book is giving Meet Me at the Lake um, every summer after Love and Other Words. Yes. In, in I think, in context Trifecta. Because, sorry? Trifecta. <laughs> exactly. It's all like holiday homes. They are young, they meet. They kind of grow up together and close They become very close friends and then they fall in love and something big happens that breaks them up for mm. years mm. and they somehow find themselves back to each other but they never fell out of love so mm. it's that, how do they sort out kind of um fix what, what broke them in the first place and how do they build a bridge back to who they were and be able to be come back together all within yeah. the context of a, of a summer slash vacation home mm. So it's, it's similar in that way. Mm. It was, I enjoyed it so much. Like the same time next summer. So it was because of that that I was like, I'm gonna go find one, one of the monahan. Mm. Then I found Nora Gold's script, which I started at 1 a.m. and finished by 5 a.m. Clearly I didn't oh. I had not sleep that night. But oh. that one is about a writer. So mm. already I was like, it was giving, already giving um the romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. She was, she's a writer who writes a, a story uh, a film she writes a screenplay about her marriage that fell apart hmm. and because of where she sets it the film crew comes to shoot some scenes at her house hmm. so she meets the main character who's playing her husband and they they start they, they get along by this time her husband has already left they, they get along, long share in this main character mm-hmm. and they form a relationship but he suddenly suddenly disappears and she has two kids and her kids are very much in love with this guy as well suddenly Hmm. disappears and the plot twist is so twisty it's not really that twisty actually but I didn't see it coming in a good way I was like wow like this buried the lead quite well because I I couldn't have imagined that was what's happened and why he acted the way he did but I Hmm. like seeing the world of a person who normally writes um hallmark romances. So she writes for the romance channel, mm-hmm. which is like the hallmark of that, that universe. And the way <laughs> she talks about it is she, she understands what this is. She understands the assignment. Mm-hmm. I'm here to write about a woman with a, a bakery who's uh, who the, the the big town guy moves to the, the her small town and she has to say the community activity look the, she she says there is like a, an equation to it. One plus <laughs> one plus one plus romance must equal to happy ever after. Yes. Just what she does. And she Mm -hmm. writes those, she churns them out for the romance channel, gets $25,000, takes it, and she pays her bills. No questions asked. She won't feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. But then when she writes something about her marriage, she wins an Oscar for it. Hey! The screenplay, because it was different from her usual. It was like a little Mm -hmm. more, she bared her soul a little more. She, Mm -hmm. you know, she wrote her pain. And there was a line that she wrote. So after she wins the Oscar, And this guy has now broken her heart, the the actor. Her Mm -hmm. agent says, why don't you write a story about you and the the actor? And at first, she's not very keen because she thinks that maybe he's coming back, but he's not coming back. He's not texting her back. He's not picking up her calls. So she writes it. And there's a line that she says in the book where she says, is this who she is now? Is she just going to be burying her soul to people and wait for them to applaud it? And I was like, that's exactly, as a writer, that is what I feel.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel as
1: if that's what people want to see, they want you to bare your soul to them,
0: yeah,
1: and then they can see how much they loved it or hated it, mm. and your opinion is what you then go off of to decide how much more of my soul do I bear in my next work, or how much of myself do I hide in this one, and you know, mm-hmm. how to react and things like that. I found her musings very relatable, mm-hmm. she's funny, but she's, she's a, mom, a mom of two, she doesn't have time to waste,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, but she's also finding herself as a as a single mom now, after 10 years of marriage, and moving her career, suddenly bringing her more money than she ever expected, and just suddenly not not being in debt anymore. All of that was very, very enjoyable. Nora Goes of Scripts, it's great. I enjoyed it so much. I often, if, if I don't make a list of books I've read in a year, which I try to do, I forget what I've read after I'm done yeah. with it. Like, I moved, it's been so long this year. But yeah. I think Nora Goes of Scripts is going to be one of those ones that I go back to. In the in the coming mm-hmm. years, it was so mm-hmm. good. So Annabel Monaghan, yeah, she's great. And now that I'm done, I'm feeling a bit bereft, and I need more books like that to read. I know
0: that feeling. Doesn't she have yeah. more books?
1: Um. So the Nargol script is actually her debut adult um romance, and at the same time next summer is her next one. So I've read both of her adult books. She has YA. I like her writing, but I don't think that enough to make me read YA. <laughs> So that's where I'm at. I'm now clutching at straws. I'm trying Julie Soto's Forget Me Not. Mm -hmm. I I think I'll like it if I give it a chance. I just have to keep kind of reading until I get to the sweet spot. So Mm
0: -hmm. give it a Mm -hmm. chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: That's cool. You know what, hang on, before you go on, I just remember something I was thinking about while reading this book that I wanted to discuss with you. So mm-hmm. now that I've remembered, let's talk about it. Uh, I think it was first loves juxtaposed with, I guess, your current love, if they're not, not the same thing. And you and I have talked about this before, about how we feel like why, if they are too young to be having these kinds of loves and um mm-hmm. they should grow up a little, well, I've said many times that they should grow up a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in the same time next summer, the, the, the kids, they fell in love when they were 16 and 17. And even though things fell apart a year later, she had to go to therapy because it really broke her. She had mm-hmm. to be in therapy for like two years, to be able to that piece was herself intense, back together. Eh? Yeah, and I'm just like, you were sixteen. Like, I guess when you're a teenager, you feel things a little more deeply. Everything is this huge roller coaster. Yeah, but the therapist said something to her. He said she said that she should think of that love as an addiction that when you're a teenager, everything you feel, everything much mash- yeah. yeah very yeah. intensely. That it's just an an addiction. It was young love. It's not. It doesn't mean anything. She should just kind of th- try and go cold turkey. Get his number from your phone. Block him. Start doing something else that gives you more. Like, and I found that I don't know if she meant for the therapist to come across so cold, but I found mm. that a little bit cold, and it felt like you were dismissing her actual valid feelings. And then it made me start to question myself about how I'm saying, oh, we are too young to know what love is. But some people really know what love is at that age.
0: Yes. They, yes.
1: They, they understand what love is. And some people go on to marry the people that they love at 16 and live a yes. ever after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But because... I find that I'm mm. sorry, go on. No, 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 finish. Mm.
1: Just like the therapist, I find that maybe it's easier for us as we get older to dismiss the very intense feelings we had as young yes.
0: people
1: yeah the, as as it was just me being youthful because if you yes. accept that it really was what it was and it meant something mm. you almost will not know what to place it in your current life so mm. what does it mean for that now which exactly. maybe feels differently from that first one yeah am I therefore not as in love uh, now as I was then should I go back and try to fix that old one Maybe mm. I mean, it makes you start to question yourself
0: so yes.
1: we we trivialize it, we make it smaller and like, oh, I was just 16, I was just 17 I was yes. just 18. It doesn't mean anything to make yeah. it easier for you to move on to the 25-year-old person that, that you are now and the love that you're yes. finding then to be
0: yes. easier. Yeah. And I found
1: that, I like, I think I've said it before, I like angst
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: book, but I definitely don't want angst in real life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nah, because I've gone through angst as a young person, as an 18, 19, 20, Year old, yeah. and it's not pretty. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, oh my God, it's not. At some point, me and my roommates in uni, all three of us were going through different things with different boys, mm. and it was just a crying fest. oh Yes. Just yes. Constantly. And texting, and I need to be alone. You're going to sit on the balcony, you're going to sit in the bathroom, and to go for a walk is too much. And
0: that I'm standing fix. there looking at
1: myself on outside, like,
0: seriously? Yes
1: this can be this
0: can be life it affects your entire life because I, really I mean even when you're older you know how like relationships affect your life it, it affects your work you know especially your your relationship with your significant other it affects yeah. everything around you and so why not at that age and and just yesterday i was thinking to myself how there are some people who are blessed enough that from a very early age, they know exactly what they want to do with their lives. In mm-hmm. terms of even like career, for example. And if you are blessed enough that you find yourself with parents, you know, um, family who support you in that, you will start taking the steps early and you avoid so many mistakes and detours and I feel like in the same way, some people are blessed and discerning enough to know that this boy I have a crush on at age six is going to be my husband. That's
1: you know, crazy. I've seen,
0: yes, you know, I've seen on social media, like Facebook and stuff, posts where there was, um maybe they were classmates or neighbors, they used to play mm-hmm. together. And, you know, maybe one of them or even both of them said that you'll be my Husband, or you be my wife. And then Mm -hmm. they move, blah, 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 blah. Years go by, they reconnect, and then they end up getting married.
1: That's crazy to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like we shouldn't always dismiss young people when they say, I'm in love, even if it's just for the moment. To them, it's that intense. And it's just a matter of, you know, the adults in their lives guiding them so that they don't make mistakes, you know, like you don't, you don't throw away all your life's plans because of this. You don't end up getting pregnant, you know, or falling into certain behaviors that will affect you for the rest of your life. But I I believe that some people truly have that, you know, uh, that's blessed or lucky to to know very early on what they are meant to do in their lives who they are meant to be with and it seems crazy but i feel like it would be a very wonderful thing for a lot of people because you avoid so much heartache because look you've met your husband at age six why are you going to date other people you will make friends (laughs) but Mm -hmm. look you're not
1: the
0: one why Mm, am i with the mic
1: True. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. <sighs> so lots to think about as moms of younger girls
0: <laughs> honestly truly 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 and even sons you know even
1: sons actually yeah that's true yeah. You, you want to raise the best version of like a man that will add to the world not take
0: away from it yes 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 yeah so help us, God. Amen. And this leads <laughs> us to. Do? Or did you have something else to say before we move to the no, next thing? No, drum roll. Matters of the heart.
1: I've sang a lot on this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is this the world telling you that you need a, to start watching musicals or books? Oh, I love
1: musicals. I, I need hey, to. Watch speaking
0: a of which, Kennedy Ryan like acts of her book. The follow up to Before I Let Go have gone out. Yes, I saw yesterday Soledad, that are Soledad Soledad story. Harvard. Yeah. I'm like, hey, so score, score you know score comes after real second book
1: after real hmm. she'll come to me when she gets to it dear the one that people are buying more is what she's going to be writing
0: i'm not and i'm not as invested in before i let go like when i finished the book and i read that she had actually started it or written it years ago and then her husband brought it up like oh what happened to that book you were writing i feel like it makes sense to me it's just is really good but I feel like I didn't have as intense a reaction to it as mm-hmm. I did for Queen Move, King Maker, Rebel King. Um, real,
1: real was beautiful.
0: Look, like, like if they turn real into a movie or a limited, they need to. They movie, absolutely like, need to. I feel like I'll fast and pray that they get it right because <laughs> no, if they don't,
1: we'll be so bummed out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> No, her, her pen is. No. My head and her sword. <laughs> nah, she's just, she's so gifted. So, so gifted. She
1: really is. Like, this is her actual mm.
0: calling. And it amazes me. Like, she's so hardworking in terms of her outputs. Like, she's bringing out all these books and she engages so much with her fans. Look. Much the other day i think when i saw her post about the fact that soledad's book had gone out as advanced readers copies and i you know how you can respond to the story and go to the person's dms Mm -hmm. i was like i literally screamed right now and she actually responded i'm like she responds to
1: dms like she will comment on your story she responds to your comments i don't know how she does it
0: And you can just tell it is she herself
1: that's doing it. I don't think it's a team. Yeah, I think she's doing this herself. Like she genuinely, she's I guess herself. she understands the people that she writes for,
0: mm-hmm. and she
1: knows that really we don't want much. We just want to engage with you once in a while, and maybe that's easy enough to give.
0: But there's, like thousands of readers, so I know. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, she comes across as a very authentic. Warm person, loving yeah. person. Yeah. So should <laughs> Yes.
1: 2024.
0: 2024. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Matters now on to the next segment, Matters of the Heart. So we asked you guys to send us your love stories, your real life love stories, and today we have one for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I won't read verbatim because it's a bit long. I'll try and cut it. A... Okay. The meat of the story. I'll, I'll keep it okay so it goes dear two hearts in a pod this is not my love story it is the love story mm. of my dear aunt who passed away some years ago mm. so this is how the love story begins when she was in secondary school Um, in one of the top Girls' schools in Ghana. <laughs> met... <laughs> we all know which one it is. I don't have to say. Yep, yep, yep. She met a young gentleman who came from the boys' school of her girls' school in uh, Cape Coast, I... Ghana.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> So, this is like the old time, you know, classic love story. They started okay. exchanging letters. They would write to each other, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Fast forward, they finished secondary school. Um, they both passed very well. She continued on to the University of Ghana, but he left Ghana to um, pursue um, school in the UK. Now, it seems there was a break in communication and um, my aunt ended up, you know, getting married to somebody else.
1: What?
0: Yes. And hmm, she had three kids with him. And, you know, when her first love, her high school love, secondary school love found out, he was heartbroken. But he, too, married somebody else and also had kids Um, back in the day you know the social circle of you know the educated elite was quite small so I think they they still knew about what was going on with the Mm -hmm. other and then it seemed neither of them had truly ever moved on from their relationship and their spouses could tell oh my goodness (laughs) Yeah, so my aunt's husband was not happy, and you know, so their marriage was very um, what's the word here? Oh, it was a very unhappy marriage. Eventually, it ended up in divorce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her secondary school crush also ended up in divorce, and they got married,
1: <laughs> them too.
0: Yes, the two secondary school sweethearts the aunt and her secondary school sweethearts got married. I think at this point they were in their 40s yes and they stayed happily married until her husband died and she also died about wow. a year later after him. Did they have any kids? As I say. They didn't have kids together they didn't have kids together. They both had, you know, kids separately and then they got married. And at the time that they got married, their kids were all older, like secondary school and uni. And so, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's such a sweet story, but it's almost as if they had to break other people's hearts to come and find each other again.
0: You know, like, I always say that, and this goes back to what I was saying about how those who are lucky enough to know very yeah. early on that this is my person don't go and waste your time and other people's times don't go and yeah. make maybe you unhappy in
1: marriage
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing too is life happens and sometimes people can yeah, get in your head especially when there are certain factors even this one reminds me of prince charles and camilla yeah that's true because clearly the two of you were meant to be together but the family, to allow, uh-huh, the family wouldn't allow the family wouldn't allow you want to drag an innocent person into it there was so much scandal and unnecessary heartbreak and in the end all that could have been omitted if people would just let people love who they want to love Exactly. Society, society can be a menace sometimes, you know.
1: Huh? You really can.
0: Well, that's like a sweet is...
1: story. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah. Whoever it is, but keeping them an- anonymous, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Um. Thanks for sharing. We love yeah. love on this podcast, so please keep sending in your love stories. Yes. We read them all and dissect them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's really sweet. It's, it's giving um like what what could happen at the end of love in other words
0: yes and actually even the fact that um they ended up well this is there was a year gap but it reminded me of the notebook like how in the end
1: yeah 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 they 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 died together together. oh the Mm-hmm. thanks 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 for sharing yes and for so, reading
0: so as always please send us your true life love stories to our email two hearts in a pod at gmail.com or we also have a form on our instagram um, it's in the mm-hmm. bio if you click on it there's a really short form that you can fill out and then we'll read out. Your stories on the podcast to help spread the love. Love,
1: we're sharing love for love's sake. Yeah. Any other business? (laughs) Uh, Any other business? Not none from me. I'm just happy we talked through this. I had lots of thoughts about this first love stuff, so good to have talked through it.
0: Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing life is amazing love it's amazing all right I guess right guys thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next episode happy reading bye bye